Hello and welcome to Spiritual Alchemy, Developing Your Higher Consciousness with me, your host, Erica Aleniak. Ah, here comes the breath. So, how is everybody today on this fabulous fine day? Um, last episode, we talked about self-care, self-love the importance of it for a trillion reasons, um, not only for ourselves, but when we take care of ourselves, we are better in all of our roles, whether we're parents or sisters or brothers or partners, whatever it is, it just sometimes directly, but definitely indirectly, absolutely betters everybody's lives because we're calmer and we're happier and we feel better and therefore we are more enthusiastic about our lives. And that is so important right now, you guys, especially with the quarantine, right? Mundane, same day, you wake up, same everything, not going anywhere. But when you wake up feeling excited about your day, no matter what the circumstances are, for the most part, it's, uh, it's huge. So on that note, I also challenged you at the end of the show to answer the question, what follows your I am? I am happy, I am content, I am pissed off, I am miserable, I am sad, I'm gorgeous, I'm hideous, I'm, what follows your I am? So, um, I'm going to actually start sharing emails, so I really want you guys to write in to me, because I absolutely read your emails, okay, it's really important, it inspires me when I know you're inspired, it keeps this podcast going. So on that note, I am going to share parts of a couple different emails from one of our listeners who actually has turned out to be uh, a good friend. Um, he started following me on Twitter, and um, we've become friends. This person has been through a whole lot in his life. His name is Chris Stone, and we're going to dissect a little bit, with his permission, of course, a couple of his emails uh, all along the lines of self-care and self-pampering. So here goes. Dearest Erica, just got done with the latest episode. My biggest I am is I am finally at peace. I am happy. I am no longer looking backwards. I am looking forwards. Also, I've lost 49 pounds in this trying time. I've put it off for so many years, but this year was different. I started in January, and I feel absolutely wonderful. So then Chris goes on to share a lot of details about how he works out, and then he goes on to say, so, I am looking better and better to myself every day. I'm self-pampering myself in new ways every day. Then he shares details about one of the things he likes to do is visualize, which we will definitely dedicate a whole show to because it's very important. But he has visualizations, which usually for him are in the mountains, he says, and not worrying about what tomorrow holds, but just being. But he says his biggest self-pampering took place with his mind. I had to reteach my mind how to look forward instead of letting my past and all my looking back define me. 
you have been my greatest teacher, and I just really don't know where my mind would be without your help. And then Chris goes on to give me a lot of compliments, so thank you, Chris. And I won't just read them so I'm not tooting my own horn. But coming out of that, he says, my wife has told me how different I am, how changed she thinks I have become. So this letter is really long, right? He talks about various things, but here's where we're going to come into something I feel is so, so, so important. Okay, Chris talks about the rage he felt regarding the news of George Floyd's murder by that policeman in Minneapolis. Um, I'm going, I'm mentioning it here, it's very important because Chris has had a lot of things in his life, grievances and a lot of loss and um, a lot of all the emotions that come with that. So for him, this touched him personally and uh, he lost a lot of sleep over it. He said he was really letting hatred and rage fill him up until he decided that he was going to try very hard to redirect this energy someplace else and in a different way. He said so rather than letting it be destructive and self-destructive manner, he focused all that energy into loving prayers and light and loving energy for George's family. And here's what here's what Chris did. He actually took action to help him redirect this energy. And he sent them a very long letter. Not about what he saw, because he felt that they didn't need any more of that, but about all the support and the prayers and the love and the light that he was sending them and holding for them. Which reminded me that uh, an old friend of mine who was the pastor, the reverend of um, a church that I belonged to, Unity, many years ago, Molly Rocky, she would have said that Chris was holding the high watch for George Floyd's family. That is when you are holding the high watch. Okay. So, guys, I thought I would be leaving it there, and then we would go on to discuss the important things that we can extrapolate from what Chris did to redirect this energy. But before I do that, I woke up to a wonderful surprise. Chris sent me an email this morning. My dearest Erica, I woke today to the most thrilling email. Remember I told you I wrote a very long letter to the Floyd family? Well, today, in my inbox, was a letter from his family. She didn't identify herself, but she said she was so happy to read what I had written her family. Out of what must have been hundreds and thousands of emails and letters this family has received, she took the time to not just read my letter, but responded to it. She said my letter really stood out from a lot of the others because of the heartfelt love she could feel in it. Most of the letters she had received contained lots of love and prayers for her family, but they also contained a lot of hate for what had happened. She said mine stood out for not just the love, but she actually said the light that surrounded it. Imagine my total surprise when I realized the gravity at like what I said must have been hundreds of thousands of emails and letters that she chose to respond to mine. She said it contained such love, joy, and light. She thanked me for bringing that light to her, and she would keep me and my family in her prayers. I can't even explain the joy and light and, and light my heart is feeling right now. I explained to her that I had lost so much in this life, which could never be compared to what she had lost. But I knew that, that feeling very well and that it's not something I would wish on any man, woman, or child on this earth. And in no way was I to ever compare mine with hers. Just 
that I truly understood that lost feeling. But it was the word light that she had used. It brought her joy to read my letter. And it's one thing in this world that my heart hoped to accomplish was joy. So paying it forward in this case was the biggest thing I've ever accomplished so far. I'm literally tingling with excitement. I feel so many things right now, Erica. I had to let you know. Much love and light to you and Indy on this beautiful day. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Wow. Okay. I need a breath. So where to begin? Um, first of all, can't go on without saying my own personal feelings um, about the atrocity of George Floyd's murder and all the murders that are atrocities that are going on and that it is, there's no word, beyond time that all human beings are treated equally. On that note, you are powerful. Chris is powerful. I am powerful. We are powerful beings. We're not taught that. We're not taught that when we're in school. A lot of our parents don't know that, so it's not taught necessarily in the home. You are so powerful, guys. That's what this podcast is about, to help you find your personal power and to use it and pay it forward. That's it. That's all. Thank you, Chris, for the most. I couldn't have fantasized a better example to give you guys if I was just making it up in my head. Your voice, the power of the pen, writing a letter, making phone calls, doing a video clip, it matters. It matters. And I know we have a tendency, myself included, oh, what does my one vote count? Or what does my, you know, one opinion or one, I can't do anything to change the world. B.S. You can do so much. You have no idea the gravity that your one voice has on another person. And Chris was fortunate enough to actually get this blessed response from George Floyd's family who's going through so much right now. But even if he didn't, the fact that he wrote this letter and shares it with you might inspire you to reach out. And maybe you make a video, and maybe that video reaches a group who uses your video, sends it to the governor, who makes the choice that we need right now in this country, my, my, in this world. My, my point is, with authenticity and integrity and peace, when you use your voice and stand up for something that you believe in, it matters. Not only does it matter, it makes a difference and it affects change. Okay. God bless, bless, bless everyone on this planet. I'm going to leave it there, and I, I do want to refocus our attention on what we were talking about, which is self-care and taking care of yourself. So Chris shared his I am, but he's staying present. He's looking forward. He's not looking backwards. He's taking care of himself. He didn't sit on the couch. He stopped putting it off. He, he, had, he you know, had self-discipline. And I love what he said about feeling better and better and looking better and better to himself. Yes, because, you know, we do this for society. We do it for our partners. We do it for so many other reasons than just ourselves. So, oh, my gosh. Guys, write to me. Please reach out. and. 
let me know what you're going through and and what you're doing about it. Let me know about your self-care. Um, let me know what your I am, what follows your I am is. It's so important because we do inspire everybody else. That's what it's all about, paying it forward. So, now I am so excited for the next part of our show. I am going to be bringing you my first guest ever, and it, this particular guest is perfect on the heels of self-care. Um, she is a member of the NCPT, the Nationally Certified Pilates Teachers. She is an authorized certified Pilates teacher and Scolio Pilates practitioner and an expert teacher in core education. And most importantly to me, she is my sister. I'm so excited. Alexis Eleniak Radford is here with me as my wonderful guinea pig, my first guest, my sister from the same mister. Welcome to the show. Happy to be on your show. Thank you so much for the first invite. I yes. love it. Yes, yes. And perfect divine timing because my last episode was TLC for you. And it was all about self-care and the importance of it. And I know you are a huge believer in self-care. So before we kind of get started in all about you, I do want to know and it's still about you, but how you feel about self-care, because a lot of people think it's selfish, right? They put their kids first, their husbands first, their wives or whatever, everybody else is first. And if they do anything, God forbid for themselves, they feel selfish. So how did, what's your take on self-care? Self-care with mind and body are completely two different things. <laughs> I will talk about the body part of it. <laughs> The body part of it, self-care is just super amazing. Being able to take care of your own body and take care of your own pains and be in the best physical shape you can possibly be in, be in your best body, will help you be in your best mind. Okay. See, because I was just going to say you separated them, but take take another step back. Why is any of it important? Which part? <laughs> Any of it. Why is taking care of yourself, okay. be it your mind or your body, why do you think it's important? It's super important. Um, I have a lot of people that I know that are just depressed about their bodies. Mm -hmm. And I hear about it on the news, people I don't know, people I see on the internet that are depressed about their bodies. And it looks like they have a happy life. And it's just themselves that they need to take care of. Mm -hmm. So the part that I like to teach is how you can be the master of your own body. You can feel good about yourself and you can be aware about your movements and how to be safe. And that'll give you a better mind frame all around. Yeah, so, I mean, if we extrapolate what you just, you know, the essence of what you were saying is at the end of the day, there's depression. When we don't take care of ourselves, whatever that is for you, you don't feel good. So how are you going to be a great whatever roles in your life you're playing, a great mom or dad or partner or employee or 
employer, whatever it is, how all the roles, and we all have many roles, we're multitaskers, but when we're not taking care of ourselves, we cannot be good for anyone else. For, so I say for the people out there who say, you know, being self-serving is selfish and taking care of yourself is selfish, it's actually not. It actually helps those people so much that you love, the very ones that you want to be there for. So on that note, I have talked about your certifications before you came on what your passion is, what you're doing right now at present is you are a core educator. What the heck is that? I teach people how to use their bodies. Um, a lot of people think that their core of their body is something that is, in my mind, 25%. Everybody knows the littlest, teeniest, tiniest thing about their body. And I'm talking about doctors and athletes and even personal trainers. Um, not a lot of people are aware how to use their muscles in their back. And I think their arms and their legs are completing their whole core of their body, which it's got really not that much to do with it. You've got to be able to know how to do it and I think it's super important and the reason I teach you how to use the core of your body is because a lot of people that I've come into contact with that I have trained they don't know how to use it okay can I just stop you you know what I think is so interesting is that here we are talking about core education and the one thing I have not heard you mention was stomach and us laymans out here that don't know and haven't been educated on core, you know, how to use our core, the first thing that anyone thinks about that I know personally, and myself included, is, oh, I'm going to train my core. I'm going to go work out my abs, my stomach. Core is my stomach. I think that's not what you're saying at all. <laughs> okay, so let me just say this. The stomach is the muscle in the front of your body. And that muscle um, is called the rectus abdominis. That's your six pack muscle. That's actually the, the <laughs> furthest muscle from your back, from your spine. So we all have a six pack? So everybody's got a six pack. It's just usually not well defined on most of us. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, go ahead, and I myself included. So if you touch your stomach and you touch your back, like I can do it right now. And I, I have a vertebrae. Everybody's vertebrae is different. Mm -hmm. My vertebrae is in my back. I can feel every single nodule in it. Mm -hmm. When I touch my stomach, I cannot feel anything that's going on in my back. And most people only use and are only aware of using their stomach in the front and squeezing their butt too tight. Interesting. Okay. Let me, I'm going to shift gears. Why is learning how to use your core, which you've now said stomach is only one part of it. You first mentioned back and strengthening your back and the spine. Um, why is learning how to use your core important? What are the benefits? Well, everybody has a spine. Most everybody has two arms and two legs. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, amputees are beautiful, and they use the core of their body much differently. Okay. Um, I am referring to all of the muscles between the shoulders and the hips, 
okay. which is the trunk of your body. That is the actual core of your body. So you've got to be able to learn how to use all of the muscles in the front, which is the stomach. It's the rectus abdominis. It is the six pack muscle. So it's not just pulling your stomach into you. It's not pulling your belly button into your spine because that makes me want to bend forward and get a little bit shorter, rounding my back. It's using that whole stomach muscle in the front and elongating it. Why do we need it? Because those are the muscles that are around your spine. Your spine is the only thing that is holding you up and letting you move. So you're saying we have to keep it strong. Oh my God, if you don't keep it strong, um, I'm sure you've seen elderly people walking and they kind of have a forward sloped head or their rounded backs and their posture is poor and miserable. Like hunchback sometimes, yeah. Hunchback, those are people that either have problems, um, you know, scoliosis problems, which, you know, I can get into it another time because that's another field of mine. But these are people that, that you know, um, need to be able to focus on being able to use your backs. And I'm not just talking about people that can stand up straight and that go to the gym right now and think that they're using their backs because they are pro they are the ones that I'm speaking to. That's what I was going to ask you, because we're talking about, we, you know, we see elderly people, you know, that have some uh, bony issues and things like this. But who, who is this for? This is for absolutely everybody that's never had this lesson right here. I've never had a lesson based on all of the muscles in the core of the body and how to use them and how to breathe and how to focus and then how to be able to use all of these muscles to be able to make a movement. And how will, this, how will this help me today in my home, not in a gym, not 70 years from now or 20 years from now, let's, you know, if I lived to 150, that would be great. <laughs> anyway, um, how will this help me today? Like when we talk about our day to day, right? Okay. It's going to make you stronger. Mm -hmm. I mean, put it this way. A lot of people that use their legs, use the front part of their stomach. Mm -hmm. which the front part of your stomach only holds the front part of your hips. It does not hold the back part of your hips. It right. does not strengthen your lower back. It does not strengthen your upper back. Therefore, you are not using your back. You are just using your hips and your legs. Mm. When you have a strong core, the core are three muscle groups being put together at the same time and then using your body completely with those three muscle groups at the same time then making your movement you are so much stronger okay are powerhouse. um so like lifting a box for instance just something simple right okay something simple that i preface every time i teach something is when i have to get a 36 pack of water at the grocery store right and the only place to put it in is the, the bottom of the cart you have to balance the cart and the cart is on wheels, the cart ends up rolling down yes. the aisle, and it really sucks. It really sucks. I and have done that struggle many times myself. It is a dance. It's terrible, and I have to do this, like, you know, all the time. And, and it hurts your not, back, by the way. It hurts your back, that dance. It definitely can hurt your back if you're not aware of how to use it. So, so the core of your body and all of these muscles within the body can be used at 
with things that you do that are necessary, like putting the water bottles pack underneath the cart so you don't get hurt. You can you walk us through stuff. what that would look like? We're in the grocery store. We're in the aisle. Okay, there's the big 36-pack of water. So I am going to go over. I'm going to give you my example and then give me yours, okay, with the core. Okay. I'm going to go over with my cart. I place one flip-flopped left foot on the bottom of the cart so it doesn't roll away. I bend over. Okay, from, can I something? Uh -huh. Doesn't that cart roll you into the splits if you have one? No, because <laughs> what I do is like a, <laughs> like a sloth. I curl the foot, try to get this picture now, on the bottom of the cart, push it into those water bottles. Got it. And then bend over from the stomach and grab that 36 pack and then oof it into the bottom. That's how I do it. Tell me, I probably just put myself in traction for a week. How does someone who is properly educated in core, how would that look? Uh, probably a lot different. I, <laughs> I actually, I actually core through the feet so you can be able to use the entire core of your body called full body. Okay. But the core of your body is actually between the hips and the shoulders. Mm -hmm. So I will leave that part aside because that's a little bit extra. So from the core of the body, you want to use the proper muscles in the hips and not only the ones in the butt. Okay, you wanna use the side of your butt as well and, and, and call it your hips so they okay. can pull in. But be in that, be, I want, I'm trying, to give the, I'm trying to give the audience a visual of you and me lifting our water bottles and how different that looks. So I'm trying to say, oh look, there's Alexis and she's picking up that 36 you know, pack. Look at how she looks when she's lifting. It's like when someone says, don't bend straight over to pick up a box, bend from your knees. What does your picture look like? I know it's going to look different than mine, but what does your postural alignment look like? And what are you doing? I'm trying to give a, a lesson, a little bit of an example so people can try and picture what it looks like in everyday use. Okay. Well, everybody bends over a little bit differently. Right. Um, so yes, I bend over, I grab it from the floor, but the strength in my arms is not only from my shoulders and it's not just coming from the front of my stomach. So when I pick up whatever it is off of the floor, I'm using my stomach, my butt, my lower back and my upper back. Wow. Okay. And then I'm three times stronger than the people that are just using one muscle in the front of their body versus the muscle in their front, two muscles in their back and their butt. Absolutely. Okay. That helped me a lot because all of a sudden I get a picture of a strong and fit person as well, because if you're doing this constantly, it's like a mini workout. Um, you've talked about breathing being important too. I would love if possible, um, can we give our audience a little, and myself included, I'll do it right now, a little breathing exercise that goes along with what you teach with core education? Yes, I would love to. I would okay. love to 
Um, first preface this with if you have lower back pain, if you have any problems in the back at all, this is not the full lesson. This is not a lesson on how to use any of the upper back muscles. This is a, a lesson on intercostal breathing versus diaphragmically breathing. Oh. And it is a lesson on how to make your lower back contract, the lower back only. So if, okay. you, if this is hurting you or bothering you, please maybe take a step back and then invest in, in just look, take a look at my website and see what more there is. Okay. And what is this intercostal? Is this like a big part of what you teach? Oh, this is the first thing I teach. Okay. Um, so, so good. Okay. So I started my basic core training, if you will, um, with a Pilates education, a teacher training program. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Pilates, Pilates was invented by Joseph Pilates. Um, he wrote a book. One of his main phrases, and I'm going to just stop it after I say the phrase, is the breath is the first act of life and the last act of life. Ooh, I like it. So practice it always. Mm -hmm. And and breathing is so, I teach it too. I, so many people teach it and of course have various reasons for teaching it. Like with acting, I would teach it to actors to actually physiologically slow down their heart rate and calm down um, before the nerves, before auditioning. I know the military use it. There's box breathing, 444. Um, meditation is huge on breathing and there's so many different kinds. So it, it doesn't surprise me. And I, I really love that this intercostal, am I saying that right? Breathing yes. is good. All right, I want a lesson. Let's do it. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. Is that good? Yes, that's good. Make sure that you are on the edge of your seat, you know, aware of your, you know, posture, just sitting up as tall as you can. So what you want to do is first listen, because it's going to take me a while and I don't want to think anybody needs to hold their breath. So just take a nice solid breath and breathe, breathe in, breathe out. Okay. okay. You're going to try to breathe in as much of the air as you can through your nose, and you're going to try to exhale out of the mouth. You're gonna to try to do this as slow as you can, okay? So what you wanna do when you're inhaling your breath is you wanna to start to squeeze your stomach and you wanna keep it tight and tighten as you lift your pectorals, your chest. When you lift your chest up, you are getting the intercostal muscles underneath the pectorals that when the chest floats back down, do not get to be used. You are also accentuating that rectus abdominis and accentuating that whole stomach muscle and not just at the belly button. And then you can do different things with the muscles in the back, but based on the elongation coming from the front. So let's all do this together. Okay, ready. I'm gonna have you just keep your feet on the ground, nice and solid. Okay. You're gonna squeeze your stomach as you inhale through your nose and go slowly and try to lift your chest, try to get some posture. When you exhale your breath, keep your chest up. Don't let it lower down and squeeze your stomach tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter until the air is all out. And you're going to do that a few more times. 
In order for you to feel this muscle group, you can go ahead and wrap the four fingers around your back so they are touching each other. This is only if you have good shoulders. I've had a, a lot of people that I've taught that their shoulders will not turn back. Their hands will not go on the back of their body. If this yeah. hurts you, do not do it. You can lay your fingers on your lower back or you can have your hands on your lower back. This will give you a chance to be able to see what your body is actually doing. So when I squeeze my stomach in, I cannot feel any of the muscles where my hands are located. They are not doing anything. So I'm going to pull my stomach in. I'm going to inhale, lift my chest up. As I exhale, I'm going to keep my chest lifted. I'm going to squeeze my stomach tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And you should feel what's going on around those hands. They should start to, those muscles underneath your hands in your lower back should start to contract. And you should feel your body just a little bit more as if that muscle is starting to work when okay. you're squeezing the exhale a little bit tighter. That was like a workout. I'm tired. <laughs> what? That was amazing. I mean, literally, yeah, a, lo a lot more. So when we think about breathing, right? And as I said, I've done breathing exercises before, but no joke, honestly, the work on the stomach and even with the way you have the postural alignment with the chest up and the shoulders back, um, it's sort of, it feels like neat ice. I mean, it feels like a workout. It really does. So that's interesting. And you say, okay, so I'm going to switch gears. Thank you so, so much for that. Let's, so you teach core education and then how did you get started in all of this? Why, why is this your passion? Who are you? This is my passion because I realized that a lot of people, um, Basically, everybody I teach has such a surprising reaction about it. Mm -hmm. Everybody is just like, oh, my gosh, I never knew I could do this. I'm an athlete. I'm a trainer. Oh, my gosh, how did I not know this before? Or I'm a doctor. Like, are you kidding me? What did you just teach me? Yeah. I had this one doctor tell me I know my um, blank, and I call it stuff. It starts with an S. And <laughs> you know, I, I'm, the more I teach, the more I love it, the more I love to teach and keep wanting to teach just everybody. Because you're enlightening people. You know, I, I really, really, really understand that. I get that. And that's another reason I'm so happy you're on the show because people who are passionate about something that is a gift for them, um, that use that gift to serve other people. That's my personal opinion as to why we're here. One of the main can, reasons. Can I just say something? Of this course. Is a, this is a gift to serve yourself. Yep. But it's your gift. Alexis was born with a gift. And that is to teach what you are passionate about. And you are shining your light on the rest of the world by teaching this gift. And and when you, I feel like when you're in that place, right, when you're so passionate and love what you're doing, um, that's exactly what you're doing is that you're inspiring other people to do the same. So I love it when you meet a person who, we all have unique gifts. That's the point of my podcast. 
is that every single person on this planet is born with some unique gift, ability, and talent. It is part of our job to figure out what that is, shine it up, and serve other people with it. And that's exactly what you're doing. And the fact that you're so passionate about it is amazing. I love that. I mean, what do you think, first of all, what is your ultimate goal with this? Do you have an ultimate goal with core education? Like, where do you see this Yeah, goal? my ultimate goal is getting this as a program into schools into schools that have their physical education as their first class, their PE class. Oh, um, that's awesome. Being able to teach children, because I see a lot of kids, you know, um, girls that are just developing and they don't want to show everybody, so they end up bringing their shoulders forward, rounding their back and getting shorter and poor posture. Yes. And this is a way to... Stand as tall and as proud as you can, but be able to learn how to use your body so you are not awkward mm -hmm. and you know how to use your body. So you, you can, you can give people, children the power to be able to learn how to use their body and to be able to use it. Oh, I love how. it. I love it, sister. And then that's teaching self-confidence, which is the oh biggest gosh. thing on the planet. And I have, a, as you know, because you have a 14-year-old niece, which is my daughter. And uh, it's huge to be able to instill that confidence. And so what I'm seeing, like when I'm listening to you, and then you mentioned doctors and athletes and teenage girls and boys, you know, everyone, I'm seeing... I am seeing a whole thing on postural alignment, which is affecting people in so many different ways. Um, so a couple of my friends and listeners, Carrie from the UK, who is a firefighter, by the way, she is and has taken some lessons from you. Yes. And then a dear friend, Ruby, um, also from across the pond. Uh, she's also taking some lessons from you. So this makes me super happy. Uh, for all the listeners out there, Alexis has all kinds of options available to you. Um, if you check out her website, tripodyourcore.com, that is tripodyourcore.com, Alexis Aleniak Radford, you will have the opportunity to also look at a, a whole lot of Alexis's history, her certifications, but also more on what core education is, and then be able to sign up with her, which would be amazing. Um, sister, why do you think you were put on this earth? To teach. I've always been teaching since I was 14. You know, I, I got a job at 14 because I was so passionate about doing it and, and teaching little kids. They asked me if I wanted a job, so I actually got my first paying job at age 14. Um, I've been teaching gymnastics throughout life. Um, that was like my first job, but then I taught aerobics and, and different, um, you know, different ways to use your body. And I taught at Cal State LA and believe it or not, I didn't know a thing about how to use my back until I got to Pilates and, you know, kind of strengthened my own body and my own neck has problems. And I developed this program to be able to teach 
every single person across this world one at a time or a few at a time on the internet. I got webinars. That is awesome. That is your, that is, what, okay, so if you could share with our listeners before we go, um, what's a core belief? (laughs) See what I did there. What's a core belief that you live by? Whole body all the time. Oh, I like it. That could be a t-shirt, whole body all the time. And you guys, if you could see my sister's body, oh my God. Well, another thing is tripod your core is whole body all the time. Mm, Tripod your core, whole body all the time. Sister, I love you. That was awesome. Thank you so, so much for the lessons and the sharing and uh, helping us with our breathing and our postural alignment and our core. Well, you're pretty amazing with the way you empower everybody else. So thank you. Let's do it together, sister. We will do it together. I love you. I love you. And I will talk to you soon. Very soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I I really learned a lot. Um I always thought core, you know, core education, whatever you want to call it, was literally about doing sit-ups. So, and the breathing was, that was intense. That intercostal breathing that she was talking about was pretty intense. Um, So that was really good. I hope that you guys um, will practice tripoding your core. And don't be shy to check out my sister's website, tripodyourcore.com. Um, And don't forget to continue, please, practicing self-care and self-love. I apologize for the blips and bells and glitches. I don't usually um, record the way that I did today, so I have more learning to do. I'm getting the hang of it slowly, but my sister was the most awesome first guest. Um, if, If you can, find a new way to pamper yourself this week. And I would like to also close with prayers for George Floyd's family. And I would also like to say it is time to change the narrative in this country. And I am really, really, really praying that all human beings will be treated equally. Um, So keep George Floyd's family and this revolution, this revolutionary time in your prayers and use your voice in your actions, in your thoughts. Um, Okay, here's our quote of the week. I love this one, by the way. Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. That's by Katie Reed. I love that. Giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. That is self-care. So remember our words, I am, what comes after your I am are very, very powerful. Um, So keep them in mind. What comes after your I am. Um, Thank you for joining me. Please reach out to me. And um, I'm really looking forward to the next time we get together. Bye.